Y'all know what time it is. It's Wednesday, and that means it's another episode of The Bunt. Brought to you by the one and only, number one shoe in skateboarding, Vans, baby. (laughs) And at the end of the day, like Jake says, you lucky to find them. And this week, we talking about a big time collaboration between two of skateboarding's giants, Vans, and Alzheimer's. That's a legendary collaboration right there. Let's get one of Alzheimer's very own Tyler Warren to tell the people what's really good with the shoe. Hey there, Safa. How you doing, buddy? Crazy T here. I'm going to tell you about the new Vans Alzheimer's Old School Sport Pro. There it is. Old School Sport Pro. NBD, baby. Gonna cop a pair. Gonna need one more. Boom. Vans Alzheimer's. Gonna make a lot of fucking money, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Tell him, T. This summer, the two influential brands in skateboarding, Vans and Alzheimer's, have come together to debut the latest evolution of the old school to introduce the all new Old School Sport Pro. They're available June 24th at select retailers worldwide, but here in Canada, the Dime Store, Anti Social, and Blue Tile Lounge got the goods. Van shoes, baby, off the wall since 1960, motherfucking six. Studio E, the bun with Safa and Donovan. All right, y'all. There is cause for celebration inside Studio E. But before we get to it, as always, I'm D Jones. He's the ghost. We got Ants one behind the scenes. It's a cool thing. My man, I know you can't wait to tell the people about the big news. Yo, my main dude, favorite skater, Brian Wenning, officially blessed Studio E. So rap, it's a fact. Check that one off the list. After that barn burner, we move it on to the post office still. And then it's a little rundown thing. I don't even know what's going on in sports, but we'll try and cook something up. Uh, it seems like forever since uh, the NBA championship ended, but I guess we got to touch on it, man. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a dark day for some of us and it's a nice day for some others. But as usual, make sure to follow us on Instagram at The Bunt Live. Like us on Facebook at The Bunt and send them them emails and audio notes to thebuntlive at gmail.com. We also have one week left in the Half Cab Heel Contest and we'll be choosing our winner. So fuck, if, y- if y'all want some new shoes after doing all them Half Cab Heels, y'all know what to do. Hashtag Adam C Challenge, tag at Vanskate at Vans Canada and at the Bunt Live and they could be yours. Yeah, I want to see a half gab heel crook still. I haven't seen that one. Anyways, Brian Wenning had to get him on. Legend in the game goes without saying. Huge influence on my personal skating and my whole group of friends when we were kids. Man's got a dope story, ups and downs. Honored that he chose our platform to share his story. Y'all gonna like this one, stay. Yeah, this is one that we've been uh, hoping to get for a long time took the likes of the good homie morgan smith to reach out put in a good word so big thanks to morgan for this one thank you again to brian yo let's get into it bro quit jumping the gun you know we got a ritual in studio e grab me a common good pilsner you dig oh you gonna make me do the beer run again two weeks in a row shit you looking for a sociable pilsner or what dog gotta get that little buzz popping before we jump into the show on the double b ah shit my dog looking for a cold one you know it all right, dog. You know we support our local here in T. Dot. 
Ain't nothing better than common good beer. They gonna keep us stocked all interview long. Let's get it poppin'. Alright y'all, this is a monumental moment inside Studio E. Me and the ghost couldn't be happier to have Brian Wenning in the building. What's going on, man? Nothing much, man. Just keeping it mellow. Keeping it mellow. Hell yeah. Alright, so we start every show off the same. What's your favorite skate moment and your favorite sports moment? Favorite sports moment would be the 86 New York Giants with Lawrence Taylor. As a kid, that's what I remember. Damn, that's some history right there, dog. LT. LT, I met him. I met him right after uh, we had a big hurricane out here a few years back. I met him at one of my old watering holes, actually. He was over there drinking and hanging out. Damn, that's a story, man. He's (laughs) one of the all-time greats, dog. (laughs) Did he put some respect on your name? Did he know who you were? Nah, I was, you know, I was going to ask him for a picture, but I'd never done that with anybody that I can recall of. So I just let him, I just kept him over there. I didn't say nothing. All the, you know, the bartender women, they, they love LT. Hell yeah. Damn. So you got a favorite skate moment? Favorite skate moment was probably, probably finally like being in high school and going up to New York City and landing that uh, switch tray flip down the bank steps finally because I had it planned out for so long, you know, and when it finally happened on video, I was like, all right, finally it happened. I was just, I was happy. I was real happy. Yo, switch tray gang, stand up, yo. God damn, that was Epic a big moment. One. That switch tray was heard around the world. You feel me? <laughs> <laughs> so how'd you get into skating? Tell us a little bit about coming up New Jersey life and uh, what got you into skating? Um, I remember my father put me on, <clears throat> you know, like, uh, put you over his shoulder, you know, whatever, like right up like the, up on the, you know, as a little kid, I was probably like three or four and took me down the block to these older kids had a, uh, 13 foot half pipe. And, um, that was it, man. I didn't stop. That was it. Damn, that's crazy. Tell us the story about how you, uh, how you first got sponsored and ended up getting on Habitat. All right. Um. That was, I remember, that was my buddy Don La. He, he was always putting in a good word for me with Freddie. And then we gave, I gave Freddie some footage and I, I started hanging out with Freddie. And then Freddie orchestrated meeting Joe Castrucci, which was the uh, Alien Workshop team manager at the time and filmer. So he came from Ohio to the South Street Seaport. And me and Papa Lardo met up with them. And Papa Lardo was already flow. And I remember. I remember that was the day. He's like, yo, I'm gonna send you a box. And I was like, oh man, so many broken promises. I was like, yeah, all right. And then the box showed up and I was like, oh shit, here we go. Fucking, that was it, man. That's exactly what I was waiting for. (laughs) Oh, damn. So you were dealing with broken promises from an early age. I feel like that happens a little later in skating. I had it in my head that like that's what I, I was I was a little shook because a lot of people were like oh you know nobody's getting on alien you know they held it so high you know right and people close to Fred were like man they're not letting anybody on and I was like all right well then I ain't getting on and then got on man and that was great that was that was great because it it was real you know there was everybody was friends everything so it was a good time that's dope so were you flow at first or were you straight on the actual team. I was flow. I got a couple boards to my house like two days later. Flow for Alien. And then the Habitat thing came up. And then we started planning that out. And then that happened. 
Damn, that's epic, yo. So, but you, I swear, uh, everything I've heard is that just you were a young skate rat at the time. Were you really involved in like the whole habitat thing, or were you just skating your ass off every day? What, what was your involvement back then? My involvement was being scared. All I did was skate, but I remember taking Joe Castrucci aside and being when nobody was around and being like, "Look, man, if God forbid this company Habitat goes out of business, man, you gotta promise me to put me back on Alien." <laughs> he's like, "All right." He's like, "All right, I got you, I got you." I was like, "All right, good, good." So whatever happens, let's now we can just focus on skating. I was more scared of that, to tell you the truth. I don't know why. Anytime you're expanding and starting something new, it's always scary for mm-hmm. sure. So can feel you there and you grew up like idolizing alien and then they try and throw you on the new thing i i understand the hesitation a smart though built himself a backup plan man made sure hell yeah already right <laughs> yeah, wait a minute like i'm down but if this goes sideways you gotta make sure you got my back right yep <laughs> so everyone knows you as like one of the best ledge skaters obviously coming up skating love park and all that did you realize you were uh, revolutionizing the ledge game at the time? Uh, that's a great question. I mean, like with the whole Love Park thing. I mean, I used to do trick lists in like high school and, you know, literally make trick lists and like draw a block on a piece of paper and be like, all right, well, nobody comes from behind it and does a one, you know, 180 to it like this. Mm-hmm. And I just sit there all day doing that. <clears throat> and. And when we got to love finally it was perfect for like all the tricks i skate my local ledge and my hometown and like my box i mean everything was set up perfect for me so but at the time i knew something special was going on there with everybody but not to have people still talking about it now that's crazy hey dog the impact was massive like me all my friends our whole group of friends pretty much are we skate ledges a lot oh yeah we we skate with morgan and he was kind of like you know him and our boy Aiden were like the team leaders if you will and uh Morgan was a huge fan of the back nose grind pop out because we all worshipped you and it just it spread like wildfire in our whole crew everyone was trying to learn back nose grind pop outs uh and that's definitely the winning influence so we thank you for that one definitely hell yeah man I never I think I only did like two frontside nose grind pop outs in my life <laughs> Yeah, who needs a frontside nose ramp pop out? No one. I didn't. I didn't know that about you, but I've probably done like ten or less myself. But you know, we go hard backside, dog. You smell me? <laughs> yeah, we don't really got time for that frontside. <laughs> you know? Exactly. <laughs> Man. Oh no. Nah, well, hey, that's you know what, dude. I I'm way past even like if anybody if I, like because I started skating again out of nowhere and anybody wants to do whatever they want as long as they're having fun, man. I, I used to be like, oh, forget this trick, that trick, but God bless him at this point, you know? Yeah, as long as you're on your board. Back in the day when you were innovating and shit, what kind of tricks were you not too into? I mean, people used to really, like, you know, you would, like, shun from the whole, like, local crew in New York or wherever, anywhere, if you did a Benihana, but you know what? <laughs> that didn't stop me, man. I had to hit him with the Benihana down the bank steps. I had to hit him with a Benihana over the wall. My man Ian Reeve was like, fuck him, man. Just keep hitting him with Benihana. <laughs> he's, like, can, he's like, can these people do Benihanas that are making fun of him? I'm like, nope. Well, he's like, all right, then you answered your own question. Yeah, the Benihana's always been hated on a little bit, man, but fuck, if, if you're out <laughs> yeah. there doing it, I'd probably like it too, man. Shit. <laughs> Dude, it's a dangerous maneuver, man. <laughs> uh, never tried one, actually. You've never, like, aired out, like, the classic Canadian air out of a skate park bowl? Uh, yeah, I remember that that bowl with the graffiti and Slogo had the cover of Transworld, right? Yeah. 
Man, it's a classic Canadian maneuver. What was that, Hastings? So, in my opinion, you're the unquestioned king of the Switch Trade Gang. Thanks for the inspiration. Tell us a bit about your relationship with the Switch Trade. Like any any normal kid's uh, relationship, it started with alleyways, alone, sleepless nights, jug of water, and just doing them and doing them. I remember I always had to do at least one like as a kid before I went home to like go to sleep to get up for school. Like fucking 2 a.m., whatever. I had to do a Switch Trade. Like that, I'm not even making this up. Like you had to do one. Damn, yo, that's what's up. <laughs> you know, I don't know. It was pretty militant, man. I mean, I took, I just, it got me out of like whatever, everything else that was, that ever was going on. The skating always saved me from it, you know. Yeah, I feel so. you. You sound a little bit about a little bit like Morgan, cause Morgan's fucking. He's like that too. Well, I'll yeah, throw but he him would do like 50. Yeah, I'll throw him under the bus a little bit, but I learned switch trays before him. Oh, my and he's competitive as fuck. And then when he found out I learned it, he went and did 100 in a row and called me and told me that. I was like, God damn it. Can I have one trick to myself in this squad when we were young boys? <laughs> but uh, yeah, that, sounds like you're a little bit on that tip, too. Nah, that was just no, nah, that was just for myself. Oh yeah. Oh but, okay. Yeah, yeah. Minus the competitive part, but like you. Yeah. You, yeah. You're on that like. It was like you got it. Like your own brain talking to you. Like you got to do this, or else you can't. You're not. You can't go home. Like you're not gonna let yourself go home unless you do the. You know, sh- shit like that. Which one was your favorite of uh, from your career? This one down the bank steps. You know, like I didn't land it. You know, I wanted it. That like the one at love. Like probably the one at love. That one just felt. You know, that that was like right in the midst of just raw just young just skating you know mm-hmm. the one over the garbage can yeah that was you know that was just that day that wasn't planned out or anything so that that probably be my favorite one hell yeah that's my favorite one yeah say we were do we actually just watch that part and Dave made me rewind the switch tray and said it was his favorite too so <laughs> he's being he's being honest yeah. there yeah shout out to quarter snacks we just did a, a little write-up and you were one of our uh, top five favorite parts of all oh, time all right that's dope that's dope so you were and still are a ledge master what are some of the best ledge tricks you've ever done that never uh that were never filmed uh when i was a kid um we had these little wood ledges by my house you know like just horrible but great to learn everything i guess you know kickflip back tail kickflips just alone Woo. um you know Front, you know, like just skating, like switch kickflip back five zero, shove it. You know, just skating, like as a kid. You know, it's like seventeen, sixteen, fifth, whatever. Damn. Which is my little buddies, and you know, you just don't even know that it. Because back then, without the internet, you didn't know how good everybody was. You know. Mm-hmm. So when you saw the video, you're like, oh man, like that dude's that good. So you know, we ended up getting pretty consistent just because of it took a month for every magazine to come out you know year for a video so i think it helped damn winning with the flip back flips yeah it's, it's crazy nowadays everyone has a phone on their or everyone has a video camera on their phone so you don't miss anything any these days anytime someone starts doing anything relatively like even half good yeah cameras out i never even really like yeah. thought of that like how how that helps the progression so much more just seeing what is going down all over the world every day people are doing this so it's possible you know so everyone thinks it's possible or back in the day it's more like your own creativity yeah 
Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah, your own imagination. Like, if you never saw it done before, it was, like, that much harder in your head. You guys know that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, a lot of people, like, keep bringing it back to Morgan, but he's, he's one of the best skaters I've ever met in my life. Absolutely. And, like, I bet you he could have done a lot of the tricks he can do now, you know, eight years ago, but it's just, like, you couldn't even imagine doing the trick at the time, so mm-hmm. you're not going to try it. But But, yeah, nowadays... That Instagram Explore page, man, you see some wild shit every single day. Yeah, and you know what it is? It's like, I mean, you know, a lot of kids, God bless them if they are skating for the wrong reasons, but the the problem would be whether that, why a lot of these guys probably aren't getting recognized would be the trick selection, you know? Oh, yeah. yeah tell them, dog. You gotta tell them. Tell them, dog. Tell <laughs> you know, like, Preach, if you bro. can, like, edit it, because I, I sat down with Greg Hunt in the editing room, and I was like, yo, put put the nollie back nose grind here put this here we're gonna pop this in right after that like i'll put a little slow-mo in that and like he did it but i was like right there like all right this is how it's gonna look and like i've always been like that and i think that i I could definitely say it probably helped my stuff like be a like have a little more shelf life you know absolutely man your vision dog dude you you know you got to be able to see the vision even if you know just for yourself oh for sure man that's the the funnest part about a video part is when that deadline comes and you get to sit down and be like all right this is how i want to tell the story of this video part like this trick goes here after this trick blah 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 it's the best with um photosynthesis we had no say in anything oh damn well fuck that part was a instant classic though so I remember, yeah, no, I mean, Joe knows exactly what he's doing, obviously, but I remember being like, oh, no, what happens if they use this clip, you know what I mean? Oh, you had a little bit of worry? Yeah, definitely. Oh, I'd say that one worked out for the best. Have the perfectionist, yeah, man, yeah. I think it came out butter. I'm cool. I'm, I think I'm cool with it. I think it's cool. <laughs> I think the whole skate world's cool with that one, bro. So fast forward a little bit now we're in barcelona this is after photosynthesis and everything i think this is mosaic era you guys had habitat had an apartment in, in barcelona there's been a few versions of this story that have floated out there over the years but we want the raw uncut the truth of what really happened in that barcelona apartment from uh brian wenning himself Okay, oh, the one that everybody was like, oh, Danny Renard got kicked off because he did this, right? Yeah. That's funny because I listen to some of these podcasts and, you know, nobody has it right. That's the funny part. Yeah, that's why we're coming to you, yo. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I remember it started off me and Carrie staying in a hotel down the street. We were, because the place was so crowded, we had to stay at another hotel. And then, you know, started, you know, doing our little night routine after we were done skating and went over to their apartment and then we went to the sex show uh club baghdad over there <laughs> it's 80 euro to get in jesus and, uh, they have a um spinning ottoman you can jump up on and have a good you know fred jumped up on and you know he got a blowjob from some type <laughs> of human while like smoking a blunt he's spinning around but you got to do it in front of everybody you know in front of the crowd that's in there that's how it's for free so anyway that's how the night started we ended up just keep kept it moving non-stop and then i remember me and fred came back man to the apartment and you know we just started 
ripping walls out, throwing, you know, smashing eggs against the walls, and, I mean, throwing TVs out the window. I mean, it was pretty lame, man, but I remember I had Brennan's computer in my hand, like, running around about to throw that out the window with all the footage in it. That wasn't a good look. Holy fuck. Yeah, and, you know, the place got totally devastated. The thing with Renaud with breaking the boards, that was, like, a week prior. So, like, everybody, you know, that, and then that just set everything over. I remember waking up in the morning and the landlord came in and she started crying. And I woke up there after everything and ran out, went to the hotel and I remember thinking I was gonna get kicked off, man. I remember they, they said, you know, Carter was like, man, this this is it, Fred's going to rehab, this is it, it's over with. I remember being scared for two days straight out there, like I'm getting kicked out, I'm gonna get kicked off Habitat, fuck, man, what the fuck? One bad night, you know? Wow, damn. So. I mean, everybody had to go sleep in a youth hostel. That was, they were bummed out, man. But me and Tim got a hotel. <laughs> <laughs> so it was just a crazy night of partying, eh? That led to, uh, got a little too turned. Yeah, I caused, we caused tens of thousands of euros worth of damage, so I didn't see checks for a few months, me and Fred. Jesus Christ. So they withheld our checks, you know, and until it was paid off, and then I. I don't know, you know, I mean, it was bad, you know, it sucks. I, I, you know, if that happened now, it'd be horrible. I wouldn't want to be around that. Hmm. Yeah. So, uh, the laptop got spared, though? It was Brandon's laptop? Yeah. I remember having it above my head about throw it out the window. He, he'll co-sign the story, and he's like, no, anything but the laptop. And I'm like, oh, shit, you're right, man. Here, take it. <laughs> oh, thank God. Wow. What else popped off at the sex show? You know, that was just a bunch of a bunch of three hundred dollar euro bottles of um, Moet, which is just insane. You know, I mean, like everything pops off there. But you know, that was a long time ago. But that that place is a rip off. I heard it's still there though. Club Baghdad. <laughs> the money oh, was yeah, flowing. Well, we had Austin Gallette with us. I remember. I remember I brought him in there when he was like sixteen. Damn, the young buck, yeah. eh? Did he hop up on the uh, spinning ottoman or what? Nah, he didn't jump on. He got shook. <laughs> <laughs> that was just right up Freddy's alley. Yeah, Fred doesn't care. You know, he does. He just goes up and does it. He doesn't care. What a G. That's like a random Wednesday in the afternoon for Fred. You know. <laughs> so, um, you had a Habitat ad with your brother in it. What's the story mm-hmm. of John Wenning and his Habitat ad? Uh, with his Habitat ad, they had um. They had the mini logo boards over there that Carter had, and um, they had them for all the pros. And then I, I just turned pro for Habitat, so they're like, "Oh man, why give like?" I think it was right around the time Grant Taylor was around the same age as him too. That's pretty funny. And they're like, "Oh, just have G shoot a photo of your brother at Love, and we'll just give him the ad." And I'm like, "Oh shit!" I was like, "John, go ahead." He's like, "Oh, he's like, what do you think I should do?" I was like, "Front nose to fakey off the tooth there." G had the Hasselblad, boom. And it actually came out pretty cool looking, so he was real psyched for that. Oh yeah, that was dope, man. So it just kind of popped up spur of the moment? Yeah, they were cool, man. Like, you know, that was a great time to be like a part of like skateboarding with that side because everything was like family. You know, you could send like your mom and your brother or whoever out to Ohio if they're passing through and they just grab a shopping cart and just go shopping in an alien, you know? Yeah, that's so sick. Yeah, that was a, that was a Hell sick yeah. photo. Hell yeah. <clears throat> Something for your brother to put up on his wall. Serious. Definitely. So you and Anthony Popolardo, best friends for a long time. Was there ever a falling out? Um, never really had like a falling out. We were, he was like the, 
you know, he was pretty much, you know, he was the most motivated kid from New York. He's from Long Island. And then I was like the most motivated from Jersey. And then New York was only like an hour from both of our houses. So I think it was when we met is when, is when he, is when it all started. He was trying to kick flip the bank steps. And I remember pulling up, we were so young, man. I remember pulling up and just kick flipping them before him and being like, man, it usually doesn't take me this long. And that was how we met. Wow, so it was just rivalry right from day one? Right from the beginning. Like, I heard about him, and he heard about me. You know, I had my little crew. He had his little crew. I mean, we ended up becoming best friends. But it's just like, oh, all right. You know, he switched alleys a love gap. I switched back on 88. Then he tries switch flipping it, and I try switch healing it. It's, it the, you know, at the end of the day, it's just, it's just kids that grew up with each other just pushing themselves, like, heavy, you know? Mm-hmm right now we could just laugh at it probably got mad at each other i mean nobody knows how good that dude is that dude is probably one of the most talented people i've ever met in my life for real i don't know we just we just changed like right now easily i could hang out with him you know but a few years obviously you just start getting older and everybody's doing different stuff so Mm -hmm. it happens so how's your relationship with him now it would be fine right now i just you know i haven't talked to him did you hear uh the grant patterson episode no they got into it too (laughs) over what Uh, i think he was just kind of like bullying grant one time in europe and grant grant was ready to take it outside (laughs) nolly half cap flip over his head (laughs) i think uh it started because papuardo was clowning on him for for being a gangster from canada Uh, okay seemed like something papuardo would do yeah it sounds like something he would say (laughs) (laughs) i know i've met grant before he's a good kid Hell yeah. Oh, Grant's the Grant's the best. So I guess things got a little crazy in Barcelona. I don't know how long after this happened, but life seemed to be nice from the outside looking in on Habitat in DC. What made you switch to Plan B? Oh man, I mean, yeah, I've said that. I said this before. It's probably it's definitely the probably, it was definitely the worst decision. I mean, I've made a couple bad decisions. That I can live with my regrets, but that was that was just a dumb move, man. I remember you know just money and just this and that and it was just too much that what didn't have the mom and pop feel and it was just too much you know i'd be on vacation in mexico and they'd be like oh we're having a team meeting like in three days in san diego i'd have to leave vacation like uh you know it was it was too much i love all those guys but for me for the way i am it was way too much for me to deal with and if you know if i can't deal with it it was pretty pretty hectic you know plan b right it kind of took the the fun out of skating for you oh completely yeah 100 percent. so initially though you're saying it it was for money like a a bigger paycheck i think at first i was probably like you know what um i want to ride for the best company ever you know which would be plan b Mm -hmm. and then i guess it was just a little a little different than what i thought and i wasn't it was just a dumb move but whatever (laughs) i can live with it obviously yeah. I wasn't. I, I. It really pissed me off for a while, though. You know, it ate. It ate at me for a while. But now it's like what it does. I don't even think about it. Yeah, something that you regretted, eh? Yeah. We interviewed Ryan Gallant, and he was kind of saying not the same thing, but it sounded like got the same kind of vibe. Like it was a yeah little like it was too intense almost. Yeah, he said when uh, when he was able to go back to expedition, it felt felt a lot more right. Yeah, me and him will be on trips together, and he. Oh, you know, we always talked about that. Right, yeah, you guys were DC teammates as well. That's my guy right there. RG, man. So, uh, what the hell is a tent jail, and how did you end up in one? 
Oh yeah, that was right towards the end of Plan B. That was um, that was just on a I was just on a vicious bender, you know. And I was out there hanging out with some guys that I knew from Jersey that had moved out there. And um, I remember being awake for like three days, just you know, really out of my mind, like you know, start you know, like really. But then you think you can get it together because there's always the times when you do get it together. But this time, it's, this one kid was like, "Yeah, man, just drop me off over at my job, like IHOP or something." I'm like, all right, I got Jersey plates in the Cadillac. I've been up for days, man. And I'm like, all right, yeah, you know, drinking and doing everything else. And all of a sudden, it's like the sheriff lights right behind me. And I'm like, here we go. Here's how it's going to start. And, you know, and that was it. And then I got some charges and then I had to, I bailed out. And then um, I flew back to go to jail, I remember. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that was, yeah. So there was, uh, I heard they shut the place down, man, because it's like inhumane. It's called uh, Ten City Jail in uh, Maricopa County, Arizona. Sheriff Joseph Arpaia, it's on like the show's lockup and all that stuff. I mean, it was, it's like 140 degrees in the desert during the day. I mean, it was, it was crazy, man. It was like, they say it's one of the most dangerous county jails in the United States. So... It's just a whole bunch of tents outside, inside a inside a fence. They got you living outside. Outside, yeah. Jesus. So each each prisoner has their own tent. No, 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 no. <laughs> There's like a hundred people in each little thing of tents. There's like you know thousands of people outside across the desert. What the like fuck? Th- what the know? hell? There's got to be like I yeah. gotta peep some sort of documentary on this thing. It's not running anymore. They prided themselves in saying that, um, the Sheriff Joe prided himself in saying that he feeds the prisoners. It's cheaper to feed the prisoners than it is to feed the canine uh, police dogs. Wow. Holy shit. Like a privatized uh, industry in the U.S., right? Jails? Like it's not run, they're not all run by the government? I don't know, man. All I know is I don't want to be in them. Yeah. Hey, yeah, you and me both, dog. But that one (laughs) sounds especially insane, dog. Yeah, and no, no, of course, you know, I got recognized in there, and and it was, uh, you know, you realize how racial it was out in Arizona. It's a lot different than it is in Jersey, um, in the East Coast, because out there it was like a, a young black kid that recognized me, and he was in there doing time for a cocaine charges, and uh, he was my, you know, we shared the same bunk, and um, he was like, oh, shit, what are you doing here? I remember him trying to, he was going to give me a cut, like a fade, and it was like, immediately it was like that's you know the the packer was the white dudes were like yeah it's a no-go dude like you really want to play with that right now like this dude is not allowed to like you know you're not allowed to get a haircut by him and he's not allowed to touch you so figure it out God and i was damn. like all right my, i was like i will figure it out and i told him, i was like look man i guess me and you aren't going to be talking really anymore <laughs> wow. it's real how long did you have to spend in there uh, I was just that was that was just Mickey Mouse time, dude. It was just weeks. Okay, okay. Thank God. Well, that's still brutal for fucking a normal a normal person complaining yeah. about that jail life. Yeah, that was that was the one that I, I needed. That I, I like going to. I I agree that everybody should feel like you know if you're gonna do some nonsense, I feel like everybody should feel like the wrath of like a a horrible place, you know. Mm-hmm. Because if it was like a bougie place or whatever, you'd be like, oh, man, that wasn't shit. Like, whatever. It ain't nothing. Yeah. So, tent jails. Avoid them at all costs. <laughs> yeah, just don't drive through Arizona acting like an idiot, staying awake for days at a time, you know? 
What's the story behind the breakup with Plan B and DC? Um, the Plan B one. I broke up with DC before, actually. That was, um, that was, you know, I remember the economy. We were getting paid so much money, man. We were getting paid a lot of money, and I was able to live a lifestyle that, you know, maybe I didn't need to live, but, um, it, you know, I just wasn't, I just, I was just going out, you know, doing my thing back home in Jersey that wasn't exactly too, um, how do you say it, too productive with the skate world, you know? Right. And um, I guess it ended up, I, get, I remember I ended up getting hit with a technicality on the contract of uh, the photo not being good enough for a print ad, I think. That's what I got voided with the contract, you know, terminated. Damn, what was the photo? I don't know, man. I think it was like some switchbacks. I, I don't know what it was. I don't even know if it existed, but I know that, that was like in the paperwork. I guess that was what it said, you know. But I think it was just everything finally, you know, as a straw that broke the camel's back, man. I was just disappearing. That was my big thing, my problem. I'd disappear. I wouldn't show up. I wouldn't get on airplanes like everybody else as much. I, I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't. I started not going on as many trips, you know. Mm-hmm just stuff like that and partying with the team managers i guess that backfired you You think if you if you're good with the tm you're good yeah you know like oh he's like yeah man if if i'm with you everything's free i'm like yeah well if i'm with you everything's free too he's like yeah fuck it and then it's like oh man that that ain't as good as it sounds (laughs) yeah so that was dc then what happened with plan b plan b was just like that was right around that Arizona getting locked up out there and I remember being paranoid because I was scared they were going to find out about it and I knew that that would breach that contract so I think I remember just like you know we just both it was just like alright I'll just you know I'm not comfortable here and I'm not really skating like I want to skate or I'm, I don't even want to skate at this point and um, I guess it was kind of just like alright it was just I'll just go away you know what I mean mm. A mutual thing, kind of? Pretty much. It was little, you know, just like, whatever. Mm-hmm. It all happened, like, the pretty much the same year, so. And I remember when that happened. I remember going into shock, and that's when I probably, you know, like an idiot, which you don't do at that point, is, like, you know, start drinking and doing everything else more when something like that happens. And I guess that's when I started, like, you know, kicking everything into high gear. Right, like, <clears throat> you can go either way. You can either keep partying or realize you got to make a change yeah and like when something is dramatic to like a skateboarder's life happens like oh yeah you know what you're not on dc shoes anymore buddy and you know what you're not on plan b anymore you know a normal person would be like you know what maybe i should forget to board maybe i should put down this shit and you know that's the only way to make everything go away was you know the the temporary relief right I took it to another level. I still didn't think I was that bad, man, until I started hearing other people's stories. And I was like, you know what? I'm just happy to be alive. But I guess, I don't know. Yeah. I guess I'd say the plan B thing was like, yeah, all right, well, I'm not really feeling you. And I was like, yeah, I'm not really feeling myself. So I'll just dip out, I guess. Yeah. It's ironic in a way, like your intro in the DC video was kind of like a spoof of that. And then it, it actually ended up happening in real life. Yeah, I think it was like I was like self-sabotaging myself like I remember not I remember being like I don't think I want to remember telling Van England like I don't think I want to use this and like because uh Greg Hunt made it and then he's like no fuck that if that was mine I'd use it and I was like oh shit he'd use it all right fuck it I'm using it (laughs) (laughs) fuck yeah 
All good though, man. All good. Nothing but positivity coming out of me right now. Mm-hmm. So a little bit more down the road, you ended up teaming up with Jeremy Rogers for a bit. How was riding for Selfish Skateboards? Um, I tried to come. I remember I got one plane ticket. I tried to come to your guys' country, and that's when I was informed I wasn't allowed into Canada again. They detained me and then shipped me right back. How was it riding for his company? I mean, I don't know. I think it was just one of them things where, like, I was in a bad place, and I was like, all right, you know what? We'll pay you, like, $5 a board, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, all right, whatever, you know, make some money off a board. And hmm. I think it was, you know, it was obviously not a good look for anybody. But it's all good. I don't really remember too much of that part of my life. That was probably, you know, that that was a part where a lot of stuff, you know, I remember... I look, you know, I remember all, all like 99%, but that's probably where a lot of stuff, none of it made sense, you know, there was no thinking about it, like, yeah, could this be a bad look? It was like, no, give me a contract, sign right here, you know, <laughs> whatever, I'm, I'm cool with him, everything's cool. Yeah, I was going to say, it seemed like it ended on a sour note, like, <laughs> well, dude, if you're drinking and, you know, doing drugs every day of your life, all day long, you know, you're going to, you're going to do some outlandish shit, you know? Big time. You're gonna start, the problem is pointing the finger at everybody that, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember there's a couple of videos, a little back and forth on YouTube between the two of you. That's funny, how funny is that? I remember the, my buddy that filmed that video, I remember, I remember you met, I had a lot of people be like, dude, you gotta take that video down. I'm like, I'm like, I really don't care. And then I remember people being like, genuinely like, like, concerned like dude like that's horrible like you gotta take it down i'm like dude it was a fucking joke man like that's not my van and shit what <laughs> <laughs> so so you and jay roger cool these days i haven't seen him in like what like six years seven years but yeah of course everything's cool word so after selfish you launched lockdown skateboards what made you want to start your own board brand that was just another thing i mean me and a friend growing up we were drinking one day in, in the bar and we're like, yo, let's just start our own company, like quit Selfish and just start their own company. And, you know, just looking all back on it, it was, you know, I don't, you know, it wasn't the greatest move in the world and it's all good. Like, I just don't see completely eye to eye with, with uh, I'm just, everybody's still doing their own thing, but you know, I'm, since I've gotten like, since I've gotten clean and sober, man, I just, it's been bothering me so i was just like you know what i don't think this is gonna work out so i just you know i just stopped dealing with them 100 percent and just let those guys do their own thing i just feel like i'm happier just not being with anything just skating mm -hmm. man just just being happy that's it i don't know why but just you know not having anything with your name tied to it just skating that's that's what gets me happy right now keep me alive take it back to the basics man and just enjoy skating for what it is you know, and it's funny because it's like skateboarding. So yeah, you know, I have nothing. I don't have any interaction with that company at all. But what skateboarding did when I was a kid, I was like a troubled like kid and getting in trouble hanging out with the wrong people. And then I started skating, and I got away from that for so many years. And then boom, the money part of skating brought me back into the insanity. And then it's funny because now I pick up the board, and now it's like full circle, like. Now I'm I'm using it to get away from the insanity. It's like an outlet, so it's 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 a dope story, you know. Absolutely, uh, that's what's up. So like you said, you're sober now. Big time, congrats and props. Gotta be, can't be easy. What made you decide to change things up? Total fluke. It was just like, all right, I'm gonna go. You know, I'm gonna. I just had enough again. You know, I've had I've had enough 
oh, many a times, you know what I mean? Everybody hears the people that are like, oh, here he goes again, he's going to rehab, or he says he's going to quit, you know? And it was pretty crazy because this time I, you know, I had my girlfriend drop me off. She, I had just met her like at the tail end of this last run I had, and I had her drop me off at the detox. It was all my idea. She never dated anybody that was like me or acted like me or lived a lifestyle like me. And getting the detox, and they're like, whatever. You know, here he is again. You know, they were searching my room every because I'd been there before, and that caused a lot of shenanigans. You know. Mm-hmm. You know, you bring it with you, and this time around, it was like, nope, nope. You know, they'd be tossing my room every other day. It was just kind of ridiculous, and I just... So anyway, I left there, and I went I went to another place, and then I was like, you know what? I'm going to just try this out for real for the first time in my life and not be like, you know what? When I get out, I got this plan back in my head, and I'm going to trick all these fools, and I'm going to make... You know what I mean? I'm going to show them by ruining my life more. Yeah. is what you normally do. And I was like... You know, I was like, this is it. I'm going to try it. And the old timers are like, all you got is 24 hours. So I don't know what I'm doing, man. I know like everything, a lot of good things are happening. This is the longest I've ever done this for is clean and sober thing. And I'll tell you what, man, it's pretty bugged out. It's like being on acid for a guy like me that's used to just like having to do something to like calm him down, you know? Mm. But I've never been this calm in my life, man. I was like a live wire and just a maniac for so long that... It's the best thing I've ever done for myself because I'd easily, I'd be dead. It is what it is, you know, I'd be dead. I don't know. I'd downplay it, but you know, everything was really bad and I stopped at the perfect time to tell you the truth. So I'm just, I'm just fucking happy, man. That's it. I'm just happy to be alive again. Like be able to like smile again, you know, laugh again. Wow, man. We're so happy to hear that. That's amazing. Yeah, couldn't be happier for you, man. Congrats. You know, because like I could show hope to somebody else, you know, because it's like, it's like, dude, the, you know, people be like, oh, why don't you skate another spot? Like, but, but that park, it's like, you know, I'm living in, you know, it's crazy. I'm living in a halfway house and it's like, I don't, you know, some people be like, don't say that on the podcast, blah, blah, blah. Or, don't tell anybody, you know, they'd be ashamed of it. But it's like, dude, it's like the most normal place I've ever been in my life. Like, that's how crazy my life is. You know what I mean? Like, there's like structure. So, you know, it's crazy. It's, I'm a fucking walking, talking example of like this shit can help somebody, you know, put them in a positive direction. Absolutely, man. And and don't think you're alone in, in the fight. There's people going through that all over the world. You know what I mean? And for you to uh, to be able to talk about it and uh, maybe help someone else. It's amazing, dude. Yeah, man. I'm just I'm just, you know, I wake up and I'll be like, you know what? I'm going to go skate these yellow curves. I'm going to go do uh 15 switch frontside 50-50s today. Meet up with my buddy. You follow him on Instagram, my man Raw Rogers. He's affiliated with those tired guys. And uh, I meet up with him, I drink coffee, and I'll skate a fucking curb, dude, and I'll do Nolly 180s on flat, <clears throat> you know? That's amazing, man. Putting know. a smile on our faces right now. Actually, yeah. <laughs> that's that's my excitement right now, you know? And I'll have my girlfriend being like, you're like a fucking old man. Like, what the fuck? I'm like, yeah, well, I, I should be dead. So I'm just going to sit here. I'm going to listen to a podcast. I'm going to fucking watch some, you know, my guilty pleasure is like some of this like hip-hop news they got going on. I'm not going to say <laughs> anything else, but I like, I tune in on that every morning. Fucking hilarious. But yeah, man, just the little things, man. Like, fuck, like, you know, drink a fucking Coca-Cola with ice and sit by the fucking river. I mean, I never thought I'd be saying some shit like this because, uh, you know, I was like everybody else. But wow. I'm just one day at a time. That's it, man. 
that's amazing that's amazing and you know now you can because you can't skate when you're like that it's physically impossible like it was people be like yo did you used to be able to skate like that i was like yeah dude i did like a switch flip back tail big spin like you might have od'd if you were on the amount of shit i was on they're like no way i'm like yeah but i look at it like it would be like rolling dice and throwing them against the wall and you know what i mean like you don't you're not on point you can barely like you don't look good on a board but you know you get lucky every now and again you like flip into something's fly out and the camera just happens to be by you but you're you're like out of you're like at a club but you're skating you know yeah <laughs> jesus fuck. It, it works freddy's fucking can do it all the time i used to trip on him doing it <laughs> wow man well speaking of fucking turning around and good things happening for you habitat's going to bless you with a tribute board fucking so hyped to see it and uh <laughs> you know your boys got ask. can i get a box still yo i gotta ask on this one too man i need one of those too yeah man have have a uh, team manager brennan send a box over the the bunt yeah man we'll make a clean trade with you absolutely you know i'm you know i can't wait man and you know he gave me some good advice man he's like you gotta you know we gotta give the people what they want and i was like goddamn right and you know you see all these old og like board collector guys mm-hmm. man they hit me up on instagram all the time and um these guys you know they're big time collectors and i myself have hundred i have every pro model i've ever had besides one like and um so we're gonna redo one of the one one of the most famous ones that these guys love so it's like you know what man why do something different you just give them what they want give them give the people what they want oh hey that's the model we we like to live by here at studio we bro (laughs) at the bunt yes so we gonna set you up with a bunt hoodie and uh you know maybe if you got some extra boards just send them over here to studio we dude i'm 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 all for it Brennan, please send these guys some of these uh, new Joe Strucci boards with my name on it. That'd be great. And uh, anybody listening, let's 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 push these things, man. Let's 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 have a, let's make it a hot summer, baby. Yeah. Oh man, these boards are gonna fly off the shelf. You ain't gotta sure. worry about that, man. Especially like just the fact that you're you're fucking on Instagram and everyone sees you're shredding and fucking turned your life around. It's a good story, man. And uh, I'm sure those boards ain't gonna last too long not at all hey man you know let's 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 put these you know i can't wait you know it's gonna be a good feeling to set that board up because i love that that wood that they use i love the how thin it is i love everything about it you know i even saw my buddy with a alien board the other day and i don't know if they have anything to do with habitat anymore i don't think so but that fucking schmidt stick wood is the best man mm-hmm. we're damn i might have to get two <laughs> What size are these boards going to be, man? Because I know that you used to skate pretty skinny boards, and they've uh, they've kind of fallen out of favor in today's skating. I'm riding 8.0 right now. Oof. What were you riding, riding back in the day? 50 millimeter Spitfires right now with Indies. But uh, back in the day, you, you must have been riding something much smaller, huh? Um, the smalls we went, I did like the switch back tail big spin on the um, three stair ledge at Love. Uh, that was on a K list cat board that these guys love the palace did a remake of it and uh that was a 7.4 man that thing and that made it like harder to roll away you know jeez for <laughs> wow. sure uh, the switch trays must have been popping nice on that but damn hell yeah right, right away and, you know throw some sweatpants on and some dc links for <laughs> sure yeah, i wish i could show you the footage of all of us when we were kids we all rocking dcs and sweatpants <laughs> when the dc video came out man that oh. changed that changed the game for a minute Hell yeah.
Yo, D. Jones, man, this weather's been pissing me off this summer, you dig? All of a sudden, it's nice as hell, and then next thing you know, rainstorm and repeat like five times a day. What's good? I'm getting sick of this weather, and I'm getting sick of my pants getting wet, and I'm screwed for the day. What should I do, Deggy? My man, the fine folks over at Brixton have got us locked down. The transport cargo short with features like quick dry nylon ripstop, durable two-way stretch, a reversible stow pocket, custom dry bag, and a knot tying book. Our all-terrain shorts from Brixton will have you covered for land, sea, hot, cold, rain. Dog, it's time to hang those pants up for the summer. Yo, that might be the realest talk I've ever heard because I'm sick of these flash rainstorms, you dig? Let me get some transport cargo shorts. Find them in select retailers worldwide and at Brixton.com. The transport cargo short is everything you need for summer. Brixton, baby, for the culture. Looking back on your career, is there anything you would have done differently? I know you said you uh, you wouldn't have moved over to Plan B, but um, anything else? Nah, I'm good. I'm 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 good. I'm good. You know, I've, I've had a, you know everything's good. I don't think I'd be where I'm at right now and like mentally clear, like satisfied mm-hmm. mind if if I didn't go through what I went through, like some of the bad stuff, you know? Yeah. So, no, nah, I'm happy. I'm, I'm happy. Obviously, a few things could have could have went a little different, but I wouldn't trade it. Yeah, no point in living life with uh, with regrets, right? You know, you can't you can't worry about things you got no control over. Exactly. That's real talk. But fuck, every once in a while, I regret starting skating, <laughs> just because like my body's fucked. But then I think about all my friends and all the people I've met, and I'm like, oh yeah, never mind. I'll take this life over and over. Yeah, man, it's great, right? You can have fucking, like, the best relationship with somebody that looks, acts, and it's totally fucking different lifestyle than you. All mm-hmm. of a sudden, you know, you just become buddies because of skating. That's it. Like, my man Ian Reed, shout out to Snitch on this. <laughs> yeah, no, skateboarding, fuck. As fun as it is, the act, it's uh, the people you meet, meeting other skaters that you get along with. There's nothing better. You get friends in fucking cities around the world, cities all across your country. It's uh, definitely a good community. Opens your mind to do a lot more things, man. And man, I got I got Canada, man. I gotta say, like I see, fuck, man. You guys always, always killing it, though, right? Oh yeah, we we got some some shredders up here for sure. Definitely. My man Paul Trap. Whoa, Ooh. he was one of the greats, man. Yeah, yeah, that's my guy right there. Switch flip back fifties on waist high ledges. Yep. Dude, switch back nose blunts on handrails, man. Switch flip back lips. Switch front shove crooks that rail. Oof. Ahead Fuck of the me. game. And Sasha, what is this? Uh, Sasha is sick, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had him on uh, last season. I was out there in Barcelona with him, so. Oh, Ooh, sick. Dude. Fuck, Sasha, Sasha used to love to party, too. You guys probably fucking turned it right <laughs> up. Y'all, I partied with that guy. <laughs> and I partied with Paul Trapp, too. Uh, Creeping through the streets of Vancouver. <laughs> oh shit yeah so one thing that came up a couple weeks back you said there was another side of the story johnny layton uh you guys had a run-in in bars after he switched trade Mokba big four what's the story from from your end from my end um no man i remember i think terry my buddy 
I haven't seen Terry in so long, Terry Kennedy. I remember he, I was landing, dude, I was landing one foot with the switch trade on the big four at Makba for the DC video. That would have probably been, you know, that would have been like right there with the switch backs out of 180 for like Enders, you know? Yeah. And fuck, I do it off the ledge out front like 30 in a row and just run back and like, it just, you know, I didn't, I couldn't get it. And then um, we were in Spain so much back then, man, like every month, every other month and then I heard he did it, and I think I heard the story. He said like I approached him. I think my humor. I don't think he understood my humor. You know, yeah. I was just fucking joking. You know, I think that's all it was. It was just him not understanding. That's how we joke out here in Jersey. <laughs> Get that dry humor, huh? Sometimes I've been calming down with it. Yeah, and just that, and you know, it does suck, right? When you see somebody trying something. Well, I mean, what are the fucking odds of that? You know, two people filming for a video. I was like, whatever. I don't even care, but. It, you know I didn't say anything crazy man I mean he did it way later though like way after the DC video era oh for real I think so like DC video well, came for, out in like 2006 for what, for what it's worth maybe I was coming out of Club Baghdad out of my mind and I saw him on the street like going to skate and it was like 9am and I was like oh man what the fuck why'd you have to do that switch tray or something <laughs> <laughs> yeah cause DC video came out before I think we even knew Johnny Layton existed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess you tell me. Don't feel uh, too bad though. Back in the day, I filmed a trick that I was pretty hyped on, and then uh, Safe ended up doing the same trick with an air cast on, right <laughs> in my face. So, <laughs> oh shit! That's you know, hilarious. it could be it could be worse. You know, he did it with a broken ankle. At least Johnny Layton was full healthy. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> jumped on the big four at Magba with a fucking cast. On. <laughs> Oh my god! Oh man! Hey, don't yeah. At least yo, Johnny Layton put a hell of respect on your name and the switch trays. I mean, I call him the switch tray general, general, but you're the switch tray king, switch tray god. That that fucking one he did down Carlsbad, right? That thing was crazy. Ooh, that one was. This one we'll never forget. Shout out to Johnny Layton. We all drew inspiration from yours, so definitely. That's what's up. So what's next for Brian Wenning? Uh, tomorrow, man, just going to L.A. I can only get out of here. I'm only allowed to, you know, I've been playing this for a while. I'm just going out with my brother. We can only, I can I can only go for a few days. I have a little restriction. I go for a few days and come back and um, probably just go back again, man. Go go see some people I haven't seen in a while, man. Just just psyched to just, just to get out of here, man. Just start traveling. I haven't been out there since 2008. Damn. So wow. it'll be good to enjoy that sunshine, man. Dude, I don't know what the plazas look like. I never seen them because they didn't exist last time I was out there. It's gonna be great. Can't wait to see the footy. Yeah, keep those oh, Instagram sick. videos coming, man. We love them. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> Y'all know what time it is. It's time to put this legend, Brian Wenning, through the rapid fire of pain. This week, brought to you by Pro Skates in Halifax, Nova Scotia. Pro Skates just got the new Polar Summer decks in. You know they got the best shapes in the game. That perfect concave to get them switch trays popping. Pro Skates got all the new shapes in. If you're sick of riding only popsicles, you dig. Check out that Dane Brady 9.75 perfect for slapping down to the river for some summer brewskis 
So if you're in Halifax this summer, get down to Pro Skates and get you that new polar or visit them online at proskates.com. My dude, you ready to get this rapid fire? Okay, okay. Favorite skater? Fred Gall. Favorite video? Time code and mouse. Favorite video part? Guy Mariano Mouse. Favorite style? Antoine Dixon. Most talented skateboarder on planet Earth? You know who I'm fucking psyched on? When I, when I started looking at skating again recently, it was Van Anglin, man. I'm psyched on the fact that what he's doing at his age, that's fucking gnarly. I, I think he he's right there. Favorite trick? Switch backside 50-50s on curves. Sick. <laughs> Sick. <laughs> Hardest trick for you? Regular heel flip. True. I don't think I've ever seen you do one. Most illegal trick? I guess touching the wall when you do a wall ride. That is, oof, that's a good one, man. That's some <laughs> insight there. That's a true skateboarder illegal move. Yep. <laughs> Favorite clip you've ever gotten? Um, Switch tray flip, Brooklyn Banks, steps. Gnarliest trick you've ever witnessed? Jeremy Ray, frontside 360, love guy. Worst bunt of your career? Getting angry at skateboarders. Real talk. Best trick never caught on film? Uh, Nolly backside tail, backside flip in Brooklyn in the dark on a random Monday night. <laughs> What's the one trick that got away? I've never done a switch back tail backside flip. Yeah, and switch switch back Smith switch heel. I was trying that one way Oof. back in the date city hall. One foot, I got that one. Never got that one. Damn. Hey man, it's never too late. I just saw you do the switch back Smith back 180 today on Instagram. Yeah, man, that one came in my head, man. I saw one of my younger buddies over there at the park when he was at his job and i was like yo man i'm thinking about it. i just like was like he's like what's up what are you doing i was like just thinking about this switch back smith back 180 out and he's like oh all right cool and i was like yeah i'm gonna do that shit <laughs> that shit felt good man that feels good that i can't even explain you know that trick feels good well i think that just answered the next question what's the last new trick you learned i've done that one before so i can't say that i learned it uh, did a switch back, switch, switch hurricane on a curb. Oof, sick. Front side or back like side? Switch from, like switch front board, but you know, twist it. Sick. Yo. Favorite local brand? Five Borough. Favorite local skater? My man, Tyler Osborne. The silver slime ball. <laughs> Favorite teammate ever? Tim O'Connor. Worst company? Uh, Z Roller Trucks. They rolled on the curb, they rolled on <laughs> ledges. <laughs> Worst trend? When you're not a gangbanger and you're a punk rock dude wearing bandanas, front board, and handrails. <laughs> worst style? There is no worst style because, you know, sometimes the imp- imperfections bring out the, the good stuff in people. Hey, man, that positive winning these days, man, that's what's I'm up. Try, yo, I'm telling you, man, because I said it before, Josh, Kalos uh, told me one time, he was like, yo, you just leave that line. It was the line with the back nose guy and nollie back heel. And then switch back tail, shove it, hit the three-step at love, you know, off the edge at photosynthesis. And I rolled away with my foot hanging off, and it's in the video. It's actually in the fucking video, and I was trying to redo it. And he's like, dude, leave it, man. It adds more flavor to it. And I was like, yeah, you sure? He's like, yeah. I was like, all right, cool. (laughs) (laughs) Last person you want on the sesh? Law enforcement. Absolutely. (laughs) The easy one there. Real talk. (laughs) All right. We are actually genuinely sad and uh, just pretty bummed over here in Studio E that this interview has come to an end. Brian, the switch trade god, thank you so much for uh, for spending some time with us here. 
Hey, thanks for having me, for real, for real. And uh, thanks for that shout-out that I saw about the uh, like quarter snacks thing. That was dope. Hell yeah, man. It's from the heart. Fucking one of our favorites of all time. And uh, honor and a privilege to have you on our fucking little podcast here, man. Hell yeah, man. Just happy to be here, man. That's it. Usually we're out here uh, begging for boxes and product, but we shipping out a fresh bun hoodie to you. <laughs> no problems, dog. <laughs> Hell yeah. All right, it was great talking with you. Hell yeah. Peace, G. Peace. All right, y'all, it's time for the post office brought to you by our good friends over at Time Bomb Trading. And this year for Go Skate Day, they are throwing events all across Canada. In Vancouver, we got the City Barge starting at the Plaza at 12 p.m., heading over to Strathcona for a barbecue and an after party at Fortune Sound Club to follow. Then in Penticton, they got Free Ride Board Shop hosting a barbecue. In Aurelia, Kahuna Surf is hosting a skate jam. Out in Moncton, our friends at Working Class are barging the city for some street skating. And then in our very own TDOT, they got an S game of skate going down at Dunbat. 500 bucks for first prize. This is going down today, Wednesday, June 21st. So make sure y'all get out there for Go Skateboarding Day. You've got mail. First up, we got an email from Bryce Musgrove. Yo, longtime listener from Alaska and most illegal contest participant. Love what y'all do. Every episode makes these cold days heat up because the episodes are straight barn burners. But anyways, I ain't part of that switch trade gang, but a real foot soldier to the switch frontside big spin gang. What's your guys' personal favorite switch biggie? I'm going to go with Divine Callaway. Blessed mm. switch from big spin, light footed. The one he did over Carlsbad was insane. And then I also really like Wade D's on flat. I like them <laughs> switch front shove late turns. You do them properly. Not like pivot, but like two motions in the air. Fresh. Yeah, I'm feeling that Divine Callaway one. Fuck, I didn't even think of that. But I'm going to stick with uh, a T-Dot skater goal with Paul Liliani, friend of the show. Switch from Big Spin over St. Dennis Rail. The big blue flat bar. That man's got an unmatched pop, dude. I, uh, that one shocked me. And then Bryce hit us with a PS. The Mitch Barrett episode might be the funniest one yet. Love when you guys interview the pros, but the homie interviews stay undefeated. All right, next up, we got an email from John Hill. Sub Bump Boys, John here from NYC, originally from Mass. Can't help but notice you guys have a strong connection with the Egg, Scramblers, Dutchie, and Dana. Feels like time is closing in to have Zared in the booth to continue the Alzheimer's affair on the bunt. <laughs> yeah, one of these days. We trying, man. With this NBA title going to the Warriors, did Kevin Durant revitalize his career in the Alzheimer's tee while holding the trophy? Is that the best sports and skate moment collectively? I was a huge fan until his trade, but now I got love for him again. Much love from downtown NYC. And shouts to my main man from TDOT, Sam James. Dude told me after the first week to tune in and been a fan since. Look out for the inward heel submission. Peace. P.S. Let's get Will Marshall on the show too. Real talk. Did Kevin Durant revitalize his career? Um, I'm not sure how one of the top three players in the world going to a 73-win team and winning a trophy and revitalize a career, but the Alzheimer's sure definitely helped. That made me smile the next day. But as far as best sports, skate moment collectively, 
I'd have to take it back to the uh, the Nike commercial with P-Rod and, and Costin when you got Kobe walking down the steps. That's my favorite combo for sure. Yeah, that's butter. I'd probably give it to KD off the top just because that wasn't a commercial. It was just real rawness. Just happened to be wearing the Alzheimer's tee. Probably doesn't even know what it is. Uh, whatever. It was dope. And did it revitalize his career? No, because his career didn't need revitalizing unless you're a pure hater. But if anything, I wouldn't use the word revitalized. It just put a stamp on his career. You're done. You're never going to be in that Charles Barkley conversation of being a great without a ring. It's a wrap. It's a fact, yo. And shouts to Sam James still. Big time. Next up, we got an email from Zachary Moeller. Yo, content keeps getting better. Love it. Who's your favorite shredder from New York? And what are the odds you get Dick Rizzo on the show? Dude's killing it right now. Cheers, boys. Man, I got a, a two-way tie for my favorite shredder from New York. Going to be the one and only Forbidden 14, Dana Erickson. Not from New York, but he's living there right now. And then another transplant, Ben Davis, man. Guy's got the style. Y'all need to look out for him. <laughs> ben, ben Davis is a star homie, but shouts to you, Ben. Big time. Inventing tricks all by his lonesome, man. My favorite New York shredder might have to go with uh, Jake Johnson. I don't know Ooh. if he lives there or if he's even from there. But <laughs> What? He lived, there for, oh, okay. he lived there for time and put down hella bangers. That shit's funny. Yeah, I don't know. Like He might have gone on a trip to New York one time. So, yeah, I guess that counts. <laughs> Uh, if I'm going with someone from New York, I'll probably say Cyrus Bennett. Got a hell of a kickflip. All right, next up, we finally got a voice note. Let's take a listen still from Mike Henry. Yo, what's up, guys? This is Mike. So, a lot of people have been asking for some footy chat, and you know what? I'm going to give it to you. Last season in the Premier League, greatest fucking league in the world, it wrapped up about a month ago. Chelsea, champions, 93 points. Very well done. My team, the mighty Manchester United, we finished sixth, just behind Arsenal. But you know what? Because we won the fucking Europa League, we're playing in the Champions League next season. Arsenal, not a fucking chance, mate. So, right now, transfer windows open. Victor Lindelof, already signed for Manchester United. Jordan Pickford, already moved to Everton. So, season starts August 12th. And I'm going to be giving you guys weekly updates on the biggest games in the best fucking league in the world on the best fucking podcast in the world the motherfucking bunt peace god damn b loving it love the updates and i guess when soccer season starts whenever that is i got no clue we got a new uh we got a new little segment fucking football wednesdays with mike henry very happy to have good friend of the show, Mike Henry, getting involved where uh, me and Saifa have little to no knowledge and uh, very impressed with his uh, English accent considering he resides in Markham, Ontario. My man, you're doing it well and uh, very happy to have you be a part of the rundown, that's for sure. Next up, we got an email from Tim C. Yo, boys, got an NBA-related question for the post office if you got a minute. Now that the NBA season is officially a wrap, in regards to the Raptors, since Kyle Lowry is going to be opting out of his contract with Toronto, and there's been rumors of him going back to Philly or even to San Antonio, assuming he decides to leave, who would you like to see the Raps pursue to take his place? First off, a realistic option you think is actually possible, and second would be a dream option that you think would be unreal for the team. Keep up the good work, fellas. Tim C. 
All right. Well, dream option would be uh, Russell Westbrook, James Harden, Steph Curry, any of the above. It's obviously never going to happen. For a realistic option, good. I don't even know. Well, none of those guys are even available. Like, I'm thinking dream as in like people like Chris Paul needs to re-sign this summer with the Clips or go somewhere. So you're like, picking like a free agent, you think? Yeah, free agent dream would be Chris Paul. Well, those are the two best point guards available, right? And a realistic one, I don't know. Trade up in the draft. I don't really like Drew Holiday. Maybe uh, George Hill. Let some of these other guys score more. Like get the Rosen up to 30 points per game. Not that we need that. Yeah, we don't need him shooting any more long twos. George Hill doesn't seem like a bad idea. What's up with Jeff Teague? Is he available? Yeah, I don't know if he's going to resign with the Pacers. I'm down with Jeff Teague. I don't know if he'd be a good fit with the Raps, though. I actually read today that the Pacers plan on uh, letting Lance Stevenson take over at point guard while they rebuild. So Jeff Teague may be on his way out. I read that too. That's that should be uh, interesting to watch and pretty much guarantees that Paul George is going to get the hell out of there. All right, next up, we got an email from the one and only David Shubat. Greetings from your number one fan. Just finished a long drive with your Live in the Streets reporter, Wade. We asked each other a question. I figured I'd ask you guys too. Might take some deep thinking. Top three celebrities you would want to smush. Be careful with your answer and don't make the same mistake I did and say Jennifer Love Hewitt. She got pretty chunky chunk. <laughs> Damn, I probably would have slipped up and said her if you didn't warn me. And I ain't even trying to Google her because I just want to remember the hot Jennifer Love Hewitt from my childhood. That must have been what happened. He probably said it and then Wade brought up a recent picture for the pure regret. Yeah, I'm going with uh, my main squeeze, Scarlett Johansson. You know, that's the freak thing. And then you also need the, you know, bring her home to mom thing. And that would be... Rachel. Princess Amidala, a.k.a. Queen Padme, a.k.a. Natalie Portman. Stay. And then a mix of the two, sweet and blonde, <laughs> Rachel McAdams. Still, you day. I've been hearing you talk about those three girls for years, so I definitely knew that was coming. I'm going to go with Margot Robbie. Can't go wrong with that one. Classic blonde. Then I'm going to hit it with Meghan Markle from Suits big time crush on her and always emmanuel sharik sloan from entourage too easy man oh and i got a bonus one the girl from letter kenny the sister god damn don't know her name but <laughs> turn up all right next up we got an email from richie valdez my crew and i always be talking food i gotta know where don tonya and d jones stand on a highly talked about matter the sandwich is something I came up with that we always bring up in the crew. It's basically the most buck sandwich I could think of. No alterations, no substitutions, straight yes or no answer. Would you eat this sandwich? Rye bread, mayo, a pretty fucking decent glop, not a light spread by knife, bologna, and raw onions. Most say no before even getting to the end, but would you geez put this thing down? It's a hard no, man. I don't fuck with onions, let alone raw ones. Can't do it, man. I would try it just for you. Because <laughs> you eat all sorts of fucked up shit, though. But so that's not surprising. It doesn't sound good, but I could probably eat one. You know what I'm saying? If you're at home, stuck there, the fridge is looking bare, and those are your ingredients, I wouldn't put it past D'Antonia to, to bury the sandwich. No problem. <laughs> Real shit. And bonus question... What's your stance on boiled hot dogs? 
keep up the good work i get down with them once in a while you know i've never boiled one myself i don't think but you know what i'm saying if i'm chilling with my main man codes or some you know what i'm saying I, I ain't above eating a boiled hot dog all of quebec has love for boiled hot dogs man we get down with them uh, bed provence let's get it yeah i got mad love for the boiled hot dogs man i obviously prefer a barbecue but shit half the time in canada it's freezing we ain't going outside so you want a little dog toss it in the water homie yo shouts to richie and welcome skateboard stay big time that's a wrap for the post office this week you know what i'm saying Tontonia and d jones signing out all right y'all our favorite time of the show the rundown the skateboard world source for sports aka source for nba nfl and nhl talk and soon to be european football i thought it was my favorite part of the show but actually i just remembered that we're talking about the warriors winning the championship it was probably one of the most deflating things i've witnessed so uh i'll give the floor to the ghost it's a rap it's a fact KD's a champ, but more importantly, LeBron's a loser, you bitch, you piece of trash, my fucking scrub, three and five in the finals, you know what I'm saying, averaged a triple double so he could, you know, hang that on his head and not feel too guilty, the worst thing was his press conference talking about, well me personally, AK throwing his team under the bus, I put it all out there on the floor, so me personally, he said it like three times, I don't have anything to hang my hat, hang my head down for. Regin, you're whack. Yeah, but why when you lose? Because they come at him it... personally all the time. It's no, always a personal no, thing Le- with LeBron. LeBron. That's some whack leadership. He shouldn't have said me personally three times because all that makes you think is that other teammates maybe didn't and maybe it's a backhanded jab at some of his teammates who maybe <laughs> didn't have the have best. He should have a backhanded jab. What no. the fuck was Kyle Korver you, doing You don't, you don't the take whole year. jabs at your mans uh, when you lose the finals. Okay. That was some classic LeBron bull crap. <clears throat> Seven straight finals For all the KD haters out there, I don't even care. People got to realize I love me some Warriors. The KD thing was weird, but... Like all, all I care about is LeBron losing and uh, all those memes out there about all the Kobe fans just praying that uh, LeBron doesn't get another ring. That's me in a nutshell. So whoever is playing LeBron in the finals, you better believe I'm cheering for them. It's less about them winning and more about LeBron losing. So your boy's fucking hyped. Can't wait to see LeBron go to fucking some next team, try and win a next thing with his next super team, which he also claims he's never been on so dumb here's to five more years of the warriors you dig yeah here's to uh paul george joining the cleveland cavaliers make a big run at the warriors next year i mean ain't no reason why ain't gonna they ain't gonna play for the fourth straight time man i think it's going down again it's gonna be another waste of a regular season we might as well just get to the damn thing already and have them play in september the regular season was better than people are saying is the playoffs well, it was sucked. fun but you just knew what it was going to come down to yeah anytime there's 30 different teams playing each other obviously there's going to be good games there's going to be some rivalries yeah but that's but, uh, what i'm saying is that the regular season was fine because it doesn't matter there's so many different teams playing yeah, each yeah. other it's the playoffs that sucked but it was just a foregone conclusion people just knew what what it was going to come down to right yeah, but there's so many fun games that don't involve the Warriors Absolutely. or Cavs in the regular season. The, the playoffs were what really pissed me off this year. Absolutely. Except the finals. The finals was good. Three good games. 
if if they had been able to hold on to game three, who knows where this shit would have went, man. But that little comeback, that Ooh, one, that one can't, hurt. No man. one can take anything away from KD Fuck stepping KD. into that three. Sorts of shit no, I'm talking about game oh, three specifically. Game. Yeah, okay. And the three-pointer in LeBron's that, grill. That how much you could do everyone, about that. Yeah, everyone and their mom knew that KD was taking that three. Like that's his shot. I've seen him take it a thousand times in his career. Yeah, and he banged he knew- it. Congrats to him, man. Yeah, I'm saying he that made was a big about, shot. <laughs> LeBron should have stepped up way sooner. But yeah, shouts to you, KD. Thanks for uh, thanks for switching the conversation from uh, LeBron being better than Jordan to the Warriors just dominating the news cycle. You dig? I'm ready for a new regime. I don't even know, man. LeBron's still the best player in the league, and he was clearly the best player in the series. Probably should have won the MVP even on the losing team, but Hell no. you know what it is. They got to give it to KD. They're going to big him up, and uh, I still think the wackest guy in the NBA pro sports right now. So I actually consider that worse than the decision him moving to, to the Warriors. So it's a big letdown for me. I'm a new fan of the NBA. Got real hyped off last year's finals. And this one just brought me back to reality. I don't know if I'm going to stick around with this uh, basketball thing, dog. We'll see about that. All right, but there is some other good uh, other news in the NBA we could talk about. Big time trade involving Boston and Philadelphia. Trading for the first overall pick. I mean, they got the third overall pick and another first round pick. So it seems like a win if they weren't going to take Markel Fultz. Seems like a player that Philly's really had their eye on and I guess wanted to make sure they got him. What do you think it does for the Sixers and who do you think won the trade? I think it's it's a win-win so far. Probably I'd say probably the Celtics will win this trade long term because they got another first rounder and they're going to re-sign Isaiah Thomas clearly after this trade. There's no point in having the number one pick if he's a point guard and Isaiah is your future point guard for the next five years or so. So, boom, slide down to number three. I think his name's like Titus Jones or something, the guy that's supposed to go after Lonzo. I'm not sure. I'm assuming he's not a point guard. So just stack your team up a little more. He got another first round pick. Who knows, maybe they'll still end up trading that pick with Paul George saying he's a... Uh, He's not going to re-sign in 2018. That sorry, just means- sorry, I got his name wrong. It's, it's Jason Tatum, who's who uh, should be falling into the three spot. Yeah, he ain't a point guard. And then there's, uh, for the Sixers, that's dope. I was kind of excited to see Ben Simmons play point guard at 6'8 or 6'9, whatever he is. But they got a pure point now. And uh, fuck, I'm, I'm hyped to peep them next year. It's going to be fucking beast mode if Embiid's healthy. Wasn't it just last week someone was asking us about what the 76ers could do and how long it would take to get them uh, do a contender? Well, it doesn't look like they're playing around, man. They mean business. Moving for the number one pick can't be nothing but good things. I'm saying they'll make the playoffs not next season, but the season after if Embiid and Simmons and they all healthy. stay healthy. Yeah. Another thing that went down, we kind of alluded to it. Well, I did. Paul George has made it very clear he's not going to re-sign with the Pacers following next season, stating that he wants to play in L.A. Didn't really say whether it was for the Lakers or the Clippers, but the kid wants to go home. So, open the trade talks with the Cavaliers being the most obvious choice for someone wanting to win. Who else do you think could maybe make uh, make a play for, for PG? One of your main mans. Well, my main man, Magic Johnson. But I think he's going to play this next season. But uh, shit, Bleacher Report just popped off. 
Cavs trying to acquire Bulls Jimmy Butler and multi-team trade. Fucking Cav- don't stop, Le- GM LeBron. Le- LeBron. Don't stop, baby. LeBron obviously couldn't hate on super teams because he knows that's all he's about. But saying he was never on one was just super dumb. Speaking of super teams, you're super dumb, LeBron. Anyways, we'll see. Fucking Bleacher Report's gonna be popping off all summer with tons of useless rumors and shit. But I'm excited to see where all the chips fall. And uh, hopefully next season's a little more competitive in the playoffs. All right, moving on from basketball. One big thing to talk about in the NHL. It is expansion draft time. The protective lists have been handed out. So the Las Vegas Golden Knights have until Wednesday to make their picks. Something I can't wait. I can't wait to see where they go with this. It's going to be tough. A whole bunch of teams are scrambling, don't have enough spots to protect all their players, making trades here and there. I heard the New York Islanders offered up a first-round pick to not take one of their young forwards. So it's going to get interesting. It's going to get greasy. And uh, I'm just excited to be around for this expansion draft. You ever seen some of this type? Never. No clue what to expect. What was the last expansion in the NBA? Supersonics? I think it was uh, Vancouver Grizzlies. Ah, uh, and the Raptors. That's right. Yeah. Same time. Well, we don't got to wait much longer. We're going to see how the how the cookie crumbles with the Las Vegas Golden Knights. See what GM George McPhee has up his sleeve. They could either be really good or they could end up being very, very bad. So good luck to them. And uh, hopefully they take someone dusty off the Leafs. Real shit. NHL, they will. Hey, yo. That's a rapidy rap. We'll catch y'all next week. Big things are gone. Yo, big thanks to the legend, Brian Wenning. Got a bunch sweater in the mail. That express purulator ting right to Jersey. And uh, shouts out to everyone sending them emails. Love y'all. Catch you next week.